from BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Now, here's a highlight from Coast to Coast AM on iHeartRadio. Talking with uh, John Rhodes on Coast to Coast AM. Then we'll do open lines coming up tomorrow night. Um, I, I'll tell you more about it later because I want to get right back to this. So we, we would agree that there are evolutionary needs, right? Which then it, it changes the pigment of our human skin, those people living closer to the equator. Um, we see f- blind fish in the deepest ocean develop uh, lights on top of their head to attract prey, which then they're able to sense and then eat. It would make no sense for a crocodile or an alligator to develop a light on the top of its head if it didn't produce more food or attract a mate or whatever. So part of me struggles with this concept of how was it then that these reptoids uh, developed and or continued to flourish under the ground to the point where, as you suggest, uh, they have evolved. So let's put that aside for now. Uh, that having been said, explain how what you think the qual- the qualitative research that you've done, the, all of the interviews, the collection of stories, what does it indicate to you about what's going on underneath our feet? Well, it's twofold, I believe, or almost threefold. Um, first of all, we have our own military-industrial complex dug in around the planet, 
and we're talking about thousands of underground bases, not just a few, just I'm talking thousands. And it's not only here in the United States and some of the other developed countries and perhaps even undeveloped countries, they have them. Um, so we use that because our military has learned a long time ago the best place to hang out is underground. In World War One and a lot in World War Two, a lot of the war was fought in underground tunnels and underground bases that the Nazis had. That's one of the things about World War Two we don't see very often in the movies. Um, I've got, um, you know, reports of some of these underground bases are quite large. Right. And, I and agree. For example, I'll just give you a, a quick one here. A lot of people don't realize. Um, in, in a newspaper report of 1946 in the St. Louis Star and Times, they said that a gentleman by the name of Zantaro Tanaka, he was 26, a Jap- Japanese corporal. He was caught in Korea um, by the Soviets in, in 1945. He said, I'll read it here. I was blindfolded and put in on train. We rode all night. The next day we were unloaded in Iman, and that's the name of the town. The name of the town has actually changed since then. We were hauled into trucks and pointed outside the city, given shovels and put to work. 50,000 prisoners were scooping the earth from a gigantic plane there to make an underground airport. There were 80, 80, radiating runways, each 1,000 meters or 3,280 feet in length. And they said about one-third of the prisoners died building it. And this was on the Soviet-China border. So that gives you an idea in 1945 of the kind of places they were building. Now we're talking about a a hub-shaped circular airport or military installation that has runways faced in all directions, 80 of them. So they can just fire out aircraft like unbelievable, like the Thunderbirds in the old TV show. Thunderbirds are go. Yeah, Thunderbirds go. So um, when you hear of that and then you put it together with the fact that um, um, ever since then, um, I've seen, I've read newspaper reports talking about um, large dirigibles in World War II being stored underground in large underground hangars. I haven't heard of any of those ever been being discovered or talked about. So we have all kinds of strange things going on underground by our own military. On top of that, um, we have perhaps extraterrestrials who are visiting the planet, and I just can't seem to, I can't seem to reason why they would come such great distances only to hang out for a day or two and then head back home. At least we knew when we were watching Star Trek, those guys would set up some sort of monitoring base where they couldn't be seen so they could watch the inhabitants of the planet and study them. And and I believe to some great extent that's also happening. Okay. Um, how long some of these extraterrestrials have been here, I don't know. They may have had generations of them born on the planet that think that this is also their home planet because this is where they were born. So that could be happening. Okay, but let's... Uh, let- Let's pause that. So the idea of the U.S. military or any military around the world building underground bases makes sense, right? I mean, the, for, especially because of aerial bombing Correct. in World War II, you know, you, you went you went underground. Not the mili- you know, the Pentagon does not list every installation, uh, and. Many of them are very intricate uh, to the degree that they could support 
you know, hundreds of thousands of people or, or a very complex life. I don't know, but they seem very kind of functional. Um, so they were functional to the point where it could be a plane. It could be a dirigible. It could be a, a train that came in and out. It could be a lot of things. And it, it was, and there were people who were POWs. Obviously, a lot of Jews were, were forced to dig and build and reinforce these underground bunkers for the Nazis themselves to survive or attempt to win the war, even if it was just for testing organizations. But that still doesn't put me closer to the concept of why, what, what's your vision then for these reptilians? What, what would, are you saying they take over the vacant bases? I mean, that's what I'm trying to understand the connection. Well, I, you're believe, making. I believe that we have our own underground bases, but there are also probably very remote locations in which these crafts fly from, also using the underground to shield themselves from being monitored by satellites or anything else. For us to right. see lights in the sky, we are just automatically assuming that if they outperform our aircraft and people say they're anomalous, that they must come from outside our planet or from another dimension. We have, since the 1930s, been redirected. Back in, in the old days, literature used to be filled with, oh, what's living underground? What kind right. of monsters? What kind of lost civilizations? And all of a sudden, the entire subject matter of phenomenon changed, and we were looking off our planet. And I really believe that's kind of a form of a distraction, where they say, look off okay. our planet and think about the subject matter. Meanwhile, what's happening here underground on our own planet. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Now I'd like to introduce you to Meaningful Beauty, the famed skincare brand created by iconic supermodel Cindy Crawford. It's her secret to absolutely gorgeous skin. Meaningful Beauty makes powerful and effective skincare simple, and it's loved by millions of women. It's formulated for all ages and all skin tones and types, and it's designed to work as a complete skincare system, leaving your skin feeling soft, smooth, and nourished. I recommend starting with Cindy's Full Regimen, which contains all five of her best-selling products, including the amazing Youth Activating Melon serum. This next generation serum has the power of melon leaf stem cell technology. It's melon leaf stem cells encapsulated for freshness and released onto the skin to support a visible reduction in the appearance of wrinkles. With thousands of glowing five-star reviews, why not give it a try? Subscribe today and you can get the amazing Meaningful Beauty system for just $49.95. That includes our introductory five-piece system, free gifts, free shipping, and a 60-day money-back guarantee. All of that available at MeaningfulBeauty.com. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. 
if you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Yeah, I, you know, as I was reading your website, again, we're talking with John Rhodes. You can link up to him at coasttocoastam.com and go take a look at the stories he's collected and the research that he has done on the subject of reptoids, especially those that live in these complicated or sophisticated um, communities underground. Uh, I, I agree that it's the stuff, I mean, as I was reading, I thought this is the stuff of Jules Verne. Yeah. Right. This is this. This is the stuff of H.G. Wells it, to to name two original authors on on subjects like this. So Arthur Arthur C. Clarke. Let me just jump in right. real quick. Arthur C. Clarke, when he wrote his book Childhood's End, he refers to the alien that came down to Earth as looking like the devil. And our classical our classical descriptions of the devil or of a of a reptile talking. And right. the old descriptions, like I said, are also of them walking. Well, and, I get that, but you know, remember it, that the other part of that Genesis narrative, of which I am very familiar, is that God created all of the creatures in the Garden of Eden, without exception. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it, there is no discussion of a of a serpentine-like creature coming down from heaven entering into the otherwise perfect garden um i'll grant you he's he's the only one that serpent is the only thing that is mentioned as having the ability to talk or to communicate um but that's again that's kind of part of the story right that's just kind of part of the story uh, we don't, you know, remember these guys that wrote these religious works a long time ago, they were taken, taking information that they were provided and writing it down in some sort of a digestible manner. And right. when, they composed, when they composed the Bible, they were basically including all of these myths from all around the world and trying to find out the common denominators between all of them so they could invite members of other religions over to the Christian religion because, oh, Oh, you have, in Babylon, what? You have a guy that was swallowed by a fish? But we have that story as well. Well, that, that predates Christianity, though. So, that prede- uh, that, right, that predates. Right. So I, but to make that point, it wasn't all over the world. It was all over the region that God took different names and different forms. And so this, in order to include every group, they're all kind of mashed in there together under the understanding that they're they're different names for the same thing. And so, yeah, the Babylonian exile is a good example. Uh, you know, there are other myths about Babylonian exile. There's other myths about, about uh, a giant fish and Noah narrative. I mean, there's also a, fl- a flood, obviously. Right. I mean, all sorts of it. But, okay, so... Where, again, tell me the vision of what you think is going on underneath our feet right now. Well, I think that we have uh, small groups of advanced cultures 
um, human and non-human living underground. And um, they feel very well preserved down there. If anything happens like some sort of cosmic disaster where everybody on Earth is destroyed right. from a comet or something like that hitting the planet, they're, they're going to survive because they're underground. Um, I think that most of them have retreated under there, if not for safety from the environment, from safety from us, because we are one vicious animal species group on the planet. Yeah, we're the most dangerous anyway. What about... Uh, what I read on Facebook someday? You know, someday. Yeah, no, no, I'm with you there. If we go by social media, we are the most vicious. Hey, listen, when the aliens drive past Earth, they lock the doors, you know? <laughs> That's funny. Um, all right, so... But so then, but if we're talking about the Truadon and then the Truadon's descendants, um, it, if it continued to grow underground when the above ground dinosaurs had been wiped out, what would be the reason? Are you, um, hmm, how, how is it that that civilization goes on to be so sophisticated as you imagine? Well, I, I, I believe it's more, I wouldn't call it sophisticated, because we have sophistication as well, but I think that because of the different brain types, their brains are working completely different than ours. Right. And so how we perceive science and what we can learn from it may be two different things. We have common things we could learn, but also things that are pretty distinct to how our brain is functioning and what it allows us to even think. Okay. And so uh, when you're talking about sophisticated learning, um, I'd, I've talked to some really, really intelligent people at times, you know, who are really sophisticated. And, at t and there's others at times that I've talked to that aren't. And, I, and it's not so much that they're all sophisticated. I believe that we have some maybe near-surface uh, near pocket groups of, of creatures that also answer to the same physical description, like that was discovered in 1988 down in um, Bishopville, South Carolina, which is a great uh, which is a great tab on your website. Do you want to tell the story of Bishopville? Well, in 1990, uh, 1988, uh, a young boy was changing a tire out in the middle of the a swamp road, and it was a, it was late at night, early morning. And as he was changing the tire, he saw something running through the swamp area towards his direction, and he, he said it was upright, and it had glowing red eyes, and it was running fast towards him, and he got scared. He jumped yeah. in his car, put through the rest of the tools in the front seat, jumped in the car, and started driving down the road, and something jumped on his roof, and he could actually see a hand reaching down, trying to reach through the window and grab the side mirror, and when he got back home, he was so he was so scared he couldn't talk, and his family, he started going into a fit, and his family was wondering what's wrong. They called the Sheriff Truesdale out, and Sheriff Truesdale's always kind of presented it. He's presented as like this local, you know, southern sheriff, but this, this gentleman was a good friend of mine. He was trained at the FBI uh, uh, courses over in, um, in, uh, with the FBI, so he's he's had a lot of training behind him and so he started investigating what was going on around there and there were multiple eyewitnesses that described something that was like a lizard man he was about seven seven and a half feet tall had large arms he had a very muscular build and um and it, this was reported by several people and in the end 
uh, of the entire um, years and years of going through these different cases where people said their cars were kind of mauled and they think right. it may have been by the lizard man. Some of these may have been hoaxes, but some of them certainly weren't because um, when the gentleman, when the young boy was brought into the station, he passed lie detector tests twice, okay, about what he had seen. Right. And, you know, to, uh, uh, Mr. Truesdale died just recently, and he said to me, no matter what's going on, he says, it's not normal. And he says, in those swamps in there, nobody can get in, they're so thick. He said, so you could have anything living in those swamps, deep in the swamps, and we wouldn't know it. And, and this is the same kind of thing where people have gone down to Bishopville and they said, no, this has got to be Bigfoot, because people are fully invested in their research. So they'll try and go into other areas where it's the drawings and everything that's described is talking about a reptilian humanoid, but they come down and say, no, it must have been Bigfoot, because that's what they know. Right. Yeah. Yeah. There's confirmation bias. Uh, what? What do? You, what do you? What's the image then that you have in your head that you think is closest to what this guy had in Bishopville? Oh, you mean as far as in, in the social in media? What it looks like? What it looks like? I mean. Okay. So well, I can give you a physical description. Okay. We're talking about we're talking about beings that are um, on average height. The ones that have been seen have been about anywhere from six and a half to about seven and a half to eight foot tall. Okay. Large muscular arms and legs. They have scales across their body. The scales on their chest are more broad like plates. Um, they, their head is large. It's got a little bit of a crown on the top, kind of like a, a gorilla. And mm. they have um, no hair. Their eyes are almond-shaped. Their pupils have cat-like eyes with vertical slit pupils. Their um, hands have three fingers with an opposing thumb. And their feet seem to have a, a, a raised, like a dew claw, or, you know, a thumb, I guess, or an atrophied thumb, way up near where we have our ankle bone. Hmm. And um, they also have no lips and no ears. So they might have a, a kind of a crustal type ear, maybe a, a scale or something over where normal ears are, but the mouth has absolutely no no um, lips at all. It's just a very wide mouth. And this is what was described. Listen to more Coast to Coast AM every weeknight at 1 a.m. Eastern and go to coasttocoastam.com for more. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. 
VGW Group. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.